Hey guys, Jeremy Haddon here. This is Moms Beyond the Real, where we do just that. Go beyond that highlight reel that you see on social media. Motherhood isn't always sunshine and rainbows, and I believe that it's time to get real and talk about all aspects of motherhood. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Moms Beyond the Real. Um, I am bringing you the part two for the adoption episode, and I am so excited to release it. Um, I do apologize if you can hear the cricket in the background. I record these in my closet, and I can't seem to find it, but it's like insanely loud. And I realized that last time it sounded a little weird on the intro and outro because I was recording while Kyle was in our room, um, and I just got really nervous that I didn't want him to hear me, but here I am. He's still in our room playing video games and fingers crossed that he's not making fun of me right now. Um, but yeah, I want to kind of get right into this episode cause I left you on a little bit of a cliffhanger last week. And, um, this is the very first time that I'm splitting an episode into two episodes. So we'll just go ahead and pretty much get right into it. I am going to um, move the part where I talk about how you can get in contact with me um, and things like that to the beginning of the episode in case you don't listen past the ending music of the episode. Um, so if you have a story that you'd like to share, you can message me on Instagram at moms beyond the real. You can send us an email at moms beyond the real at gmail.com. And um, it can be anonymous or not, whatever you'd prefer. But if you have something that you feel like other moms would definitely benefit from you sharing, then go ahead and send me a message or an email and we will get a call scheduled and I'd love to talk to you. Um, Also, if you guys would please, please, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. It would really make my day. Um, If you don't know how to do it, I'm more than happy to tell you. So just send me a message. Um, But that's about it. I hope that you guys enjoy this episode of Adoption Part 2. Obviously, she ended up being fine. Like she just hemorrhaged a little. Um, They got her and they got her calmed down and everything. But in the meantime, we were in our own room. So it was really nice because um, uh, we got to have like some quiet family time. You know, my family got to come in and they each got like a few at a time, obviously, but they each got to come and see him and hold him um, with just our family for a few minutes. So we were, we had like our private room for a couple hours. And then once settled, then we went back in the same, they, they switched her room they switched rooms and they gave us a bigger room um kind of out of it like that whole rest of the day um she slept a lot um she just was not feeling good like she just was she like I think that hemorrhaging took a lot out of her I bet yeah um but she she couldn't really enjoy him it stunk like she was just kind of out of it and so we were trying to be respectful and not have too many people in and out um so uh, I stayed the night um, that ended up leaving probably around nine o'clock, I think at night. Um, and let me tell you, Jeremy, I had been up for um, almost 40, 48 hours at that point. Oh, wow. I was, I was exhausted. Yeah. Because we woke up Thursday morning at what, like six o'clock from the excitement and it was like nine o'clock on Friday and I still had not slept a week. Um, we, uh, I was so tired. 
they gave me a little bed, um, like one of those little, a little, little bed. Um, aunt stayed they had like a nice queen size bed for them to for them to split actually it might have been a king she had like a really huge comfortable bed and I was so like "Ooh, why don't all hospitals have this yeah. from new moms like this yeah. is great and it was like um memory foam like it was a nice bed I um, did not have that <laughs> yeah it was a huge room huge room and it was a really nice bed I remember that and I was like we don't have these back in Arizona yeah <laughs> But, um, and the dads get like this tiny little chair that like pulls out a little bit. So we had a tiny little bed and it was like, I felt like it was like two thirds of the size of a twin bed, <laughs> but not feeling, let me tell you, Jeremy, this was like the roughest night because she was not feeling well. I was trying to like be so cautious and let her sleep. I wanted her, I, she needed her rest. And um, so they let him stay in the room with me to sleep. Mm. But, um, which was awesome. But every time like he stirred, like I couldn't rest because every time he stirred, um, yeah. I'd be like on alert. And every time he fussed, like I'd have to pick him up immediately because I didn't want him to wake her. Um, so part of the night, um, like I just held him in my arms. Like I laid down and I had cradled him in my arm. Um, and I probably shut my eyes for like five minutes at a time, but the nurses were in and out checking on him and, um, so the next morning came and I was just like dead exhausted. <laughs> I was so exhausted in um, saying that um, she was feeling better the next day, but she was saying that she wanted to stay. She thinks she needed to stay another night. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, I can't do this another night. I just want to, I just want to go to, I, I want to sleep want in a bed. bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know that's so like selfish of me to say, but I was exhausted. Yeah. Um, I think her mom saw it on my face though, because her mom um, pretty much kicked me out of the hospital. <laughs> and oh. She's like, okay, you and me to go home. You need to sleep for a couple hours take a shower and come back. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, I don't, I don't want to leave. Like, I don't want to leave him. She's like, no, 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 it'll be fine. So my mom was there. Her mom was there. Like I, he was in good hands. Like he yeah. was fine. So, um, we did, we went home, we went back to our, we rented an Airbnb. We went back there and, um, got, I slept for probably like an hour, took a shower. I felt so much better. Um, and we came back, um, and still kind of dead set on, um, staying a second night. And I said, I said, are you, are you worried that like, when we leave, like, you're not going to see him again? Like, you're just trying to eat up your time here. And she's like, yeah. And I said, I said, we're here for a while until we get clearance to go back. I said, you can, you're welcome to come over anytime you want and spend as much time with him as you want. Like, this isn't something that's going to end. And like, when we leave the hospital, so she felt better. And so we all um, agreed that we would all just go home, go to our, our homes that night. Um, thank goodness. Um, we, uh, we left probably about three, four in the afternoon. Um, and we went home, like we kind of just had a quiet night. My whole family had left um, late. Uh, I think actually they left Friday morning or the day we were going home. I don't remember anymore. It was so long ago. Um, so it was nice just to have my mom and my, like, it was just quiet and peaceful. And it was like, then I was finally able to enjoy him. And it was finally like dawning on me because I feel like up until we left the hospital, 
like it hadn't really sunk in. Like I felt like I was just kind of babysitting somebody's kid. Yeah. Um, like he wasn't mine yet. And it wasn't until we got back to the Airbnb where I was like, okay, he's mine. Like this is happening. So like it felt real. Yes. It yeah. totally felt real. Like it didn't feel real until we got home and like I was up in the middle of the night changing diapers and feeding him and and it was amazing. Like it was, it was amazing. Like, even though you're so exhausted and tired, like you pull through and, um, and it's the best feeling ever. <laughs> and I was going to ask, um, if the biological mom chose to like say goodbye or spend any time, because I mean, so the only knowledge that I have on anything like this is obviously just from like movies or TVs. So what I've yeah. seen from that is like, you know, sometimes they show that, you know, the mom doesn't want to do that. Um, whether, you know, they think it's too hard on them or, or whatever it may be, or others, you know, do, and they have a harder time saying bye. So I was curious kind of how that went for you guys and, and what she chose to do. Um, well, we, we, uh, we hadn't, we have an open adoption. Um, basically it was, we would have chosen that anyways, but the way the courts work now, like it's an open adoption. They don't really do closed adoptions anymore oh, unless really? it's like, yeah, they choose, they opt out of those. They want parents involved if they want to be or whatever. I don't, and I so mean, how I think it's. Yeah. And so how does that work? Like, is it based on like your guys's choice of when you feel that it's um, able to happen or does, do they kind of outline how that works or. So open adoption, like just means like the bio parents can, um, can be involved, but it has to be at the discretion of like, it has to be an agreement of both parties. Like both parties okay. have to agree on some people want visitation all the time. Some people don't like you guys kind of agree on what you want, but it's basically saying that, um, that it's not closed. Like you guys have rec, you guys have access to each other if you want it. So, um, so, and that was good. Um, we kind of agreed that, you know, she's welcome to be involved as much as she wants to. Um, and that was fine for us. That worked for us. So, um, she, uh, she came, she was there pretty much every day up until we left. Um, she, she spent a lot of time with him, um, just holding him and talking to him and everything. And then, um, we, we were, t <laughs> we were under the impression that we would, that this would happen really quickly, like infant adoptions, like they do all the paperwork really quickly. Well, that didn't happen. We thought we'd be um, in, like we'd be back home after she signs the paper in seventy-two hours. Yeah, no, we were stuck there for like another week and a half. Oh wow. Um, yeah. Like to be able to um, leave, or for him to be able to yes. leave the hospital. So, no, not the oh. hospital, but to leave the state. Oh, okay. So, we were we 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 went there thinking, you know, we'd be home in a week. Um, it was almost a week before he was before. <clears throat> sorry it was a week before he was born and then um we were stuck there for like another week and a half I'd say um two weeks maybe um because the way that the adoption works out of state is that air, air um, New Mexico has like their set of rules and their set of guidelines that you have to meet um before you can take this child that was born there out of state gotcha so um, they like, we had to do 
all the paperwork that we had to do for our adoption, they sent for our agency, they sent it over, but they wanted their own stuff. Um, some of the things they wanted were, they wanted to do counseling. Well, she went to a counselor um, saying that she had informed, this was informed consent. She knew what she, she knew the choice she was making, um, but they didn't, they weren't happy with that. They wanted her to go to one of theirs. I mean, it was just so many. She had to like start stuff over again. And Yes. It was just so many hoops to jump through. And I just, what was really crappy about it um, was that my husband didn't really get any good quality time within the first week because he was the one, um, I was the one doing all the phone calls and everything, but he was the one going to um, Kinko's, printing stuff out, bringing it back here for me to sign, going back, um, sending or scanning it and sending it back. And then we'd have to wait for hours or a day until we got the next thing that we had to do. So, I mean, it was just so many hoops to jump through. Um, and it was just like, you just felt like your head was going to explode. You felt like it was never going to end. Um, it was, it was really just so hard. Like after, a, after being there like a week, we were just like, I'm just like, I want to go home. I want my bed. I miss my dog. Um, I miss my, my home. I miss my home. I miss my family. Um, I'm stuck here and nobody gets to see him. But on the upside, it was nice because like, you know, you, you know, like after you have kids, people are always up, people are always visiting you in and out. Yeah. And sometimes you just want to rest and, um, you can't get that when people are in and out constantly. Right. And it was nice because we didn't have that, like it was in and out. And the only other visitor we had was, and maybe her mom and, um, her and his brother, that was really it. So, I mean, it was really calm. Like we really got to focus and bond with him, um, with Paxson. Like we got to really, um, meet his, find his cues and his hunger cues and all that, like really early on. And, um, so, I mean, that was nice about it, but it was just constantly running and he doesn't handle stress well. So I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm like, like I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like at your house, like you're, you're in another no. state. It's like all this you're is going state, on. Yeah. You're not in your normal situation. Like I can imagine that would well, intensify so, it. It was hard too, because like the Airbnb, we had only rented for a week and then she's like, I'm sorry guys, somebody has already rented it out. So oh. we went to another hotel, um, but it was kind of like in an icky part of town. So then we stayed there for a night and then we ended up going to a different one um, and for the rest of our stay. So it was just like a lot of movement too. And yeah. um, with a newborn, you know, you don't want to be doing all that. And, but it is what it is. I mean, it, it, it all worked out. And I remember his mom always saying like, you're going to look back at this and it's going to be no big deal. Um, and as hard as it was in the moment, I do look back now and it's no big deal. Yeah. But, but we, it did take, um, Ben ended up driving back, um, the, the next Friday. Um, and we had a rental car, so he had to drop that off. Um, we just, we just couldn't keep it any longer. And he flew home, stayed here for a night or two, um, took care of the dog, spent time with the dog, um, got the house a little ready. He brought some stuff up that had his scent on it so the dog can kind of get used to it a little bit. Um, and then he ended up um, taking, getting my mom's car and driving back to Albuquerque. Um, so we, Mother's Day came um, 
and we all went to dinner and it was the next day that we got the call from um, New Mexico saying we were cleared to go. So it was a week and a half after I was born that we finally got the thumbs up to leave. Um, came, you know, she said goodbye. The, that last visit was really emotional. Um, we actually got the call there when she was there. So we, we were already expecting it, but so we were already kind of packing up and everything, but, um, I mean, it was hard. Like you feel, I kind of felt like I was ripping her heart away from her. Um, but she, I mean, she was amazing. Like she was so brave and so strong and, um, so selfless. Like it was one of the most, um, beautiful gestures I've ever seen. Well, so. I think, yeah, I think with adoption, I mean, that's, that's probably the most selfless thing that you could possibly do, you know, what's yeah. right for your child. And, and I think on your side, I, I can understand, like, you're obviously so excited. You have your son, but to watch her go through that, I'm sure it's like just a lot of mixed emotions and. Yeah, um, it was total mixed emotions. And we tried to make it, um, we did some nice things for her. Like we went to build a bear and we got, um, we got a, a set of matching bears and, um, we had one made for and one made fan and the one we gave to us is exact same bear. The one we gave to, um, we put in, um, one of those, you could, um, put in your own sound, you know, so we uh -huh. recorded heartbeat, um, from the I ultrasound and put it in hers. And then in the one for, we had, her other son record a message for, and we put it in his bear. Um, and then every month for his first year, we took pictures of next to the bear and sent it to her. So she kind of had um, an idea and could gauge like how big he was compared to the bear. So Aww. like, it was really cute, like newborn, like he was exact same size and then watching him get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, I love that was that. really cool. That's awesome. And then, yeah. And then we gave her like a little, her plans were to go back to school. And so we made her like a little backpack and put, um, a lot of nice things in there. My sisters, um, helped with that, um, gave her a really nice, like gift basket kind of thing. Um, but, um, but it was, uh, it was a hard goodbye, but we, um, we talked on the phone after that for a while and I sent her videos and pictures all the time. So and um, so how long was the drive back? Cause you have a newborn, like how did, was that okay? Oh, it was like, it was like a seven to eight hour drive. Oh, wow. So let me tell you. So like an hour after we left, like we were driving, we we're like driving home. I get a call from um, my, uh, our, our social worker. And she said, do not cross Arizona lines until you have Arizona's permission. So not only did we have to get Albert Earth, New Mexico's permission to leave, we had to get Arizona's permission to enter. Oh and gosh. it was like, at that point, I broke down bawling. I was crying. I was sobbing. It was like all these like emotions just hit me all at once. And it was just a floodgate. And, um, I ended up falling asleep. Well, what happens is if you cross areas, like if you cross the borders when you're not supposed to, like if you get pulled over or something, like they could take away and I would never see him again. Oh my gosh. Like, 
like that's how serious it is. So like we weren't testing fate. Like we weren't going to, like, I'm a rule follower. You tell me to do something and I'll do it. So we, um, we're planning on stopping like right before the border and getting a hotel until, um, we were clear to go. I took a nap. And when I woke up, there was, it was sitting in my email, the email saying that we could go. So we didn't even have to stop that night. We just went straight through and we got home at like, I seemed to get home at like 11 o'clock that night. Um, so did he do well on the drive? Did he sleep? Mostly? Oh my gosh. Yeah. He was good. incredible. He, he did not fuss one time. Like he was absolutely phenomenal. That's good because I feel like after all of that, and then you're like, I have to make this long drive and newborns, you know, yeah. they're, they're unpredictable. You don't know they're, you know, <laughs> but, no. um, he, that's he awesome. was absolutely phenomenal. Like he did not fuss one time. Like he slept a lot. He, we pulled over, he ate, we burped him and he pooped and he'd go back to sleep. Nice. Um, it was, yeah, he was amazing. And he knew you needed it. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, I'm sitting in the back seat with you, buddy. Do you want to wake up so I can like play with you for a little bit? But he's like, no, I'm good. He was, he was, he was absolutely phenomenal. Like he was, gosh, he was such a good baby. Um, so we got home and, um, we, we had like the next, um, we kind of settled into home life. Um, we had people visiting a little bit, but not too much, um, over the next few days. Um, but we really settled into a home routine. It was nice. Cause it was off for a month. Like he got a month off of work. So, oh, wow. um, he didn't have to like rush back. And so we really just got to enjoy our time as a family. We finished getting all the adoption stuff, um, all the paperwork and stuff that we needed done. Um, and I know you haven't asked yet, but the bio dad was never involved. Um, he, uh, he, um, it was not a good situation with him. He, uh, we, he was in, um, prison, um, when pregnant, um, and, um, he, uh, we ended up sending our lawyer suggested we just send him a letter and if he didn't respond to it, then that was all the lawyer needed. So. Um, he didn't respond. Like he had like a certain time amount of time to respond. He never did. So we were kind of in the clear, like we had to like write a letter in the newspaper also, um, put a little ad in saying like something like there's this baby that's been born. Um, are you the father kind of thing? Yeah. (laughs) So it was the weirdest, it was the weirdest like thing we had to do, but it was something we we were required to do and he never, nobody responded to it. So So I'm a part of a mom group on Facebook and someone posted about that recently and people were responding like, yeah, they'll make you put an ad in the paper. And I was just looking at it like, what? Like of all ways, that's, I mean, I don't even read the newspaper anymore, but (laughs) it's just interesting (laughs) that that's one of the things that they have you do. But and that's why like our attorney wasn't worried because he's like, he doesn't yeah. get, he just doesn't have access to that. So, right. but I mean, we did, like, we told him that he is a potential father. He, um, I think he did have to sign something, but I think he like the note, they notarized it right away saying like, he didn't want anything to do with the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't respond to any of the, any of the other stuff. So like we were in the clear with that, luckily. Yeah. And I haven't, I mean, and I haven't heard anything from him or his family at all. So, and I was going to say, hopefully with, it'll stay that way. Yeah. So I was going to say with the open adoption, does it apply to both parents? Um, like if he chose to, or because he signed something, do you know? Um, that works. I, I actually, 
I don't think so. Um, I think that because he signed his rights away, like he doesn't right. have anything. I don't, I don't know how that works though. And um, so with your son's name, I'm always curious, was that something that you guys were able to choose or did she choose it? No, we chose it. So um, we, I had always loved that name. Um, it was from when I was in Montessori school, there was a boy in my class name and it always just, um, it always just stuck with me. Um, I actually had another name that I loved named, um, it was Kasdan, but my husband's like, no, I don't like that name. And I was like, eh, you don't really have a choice. <laughs> they always do that. Down. Yeah. But my sister came over my sister came over and she's like, no, they'll call him Kaz the spaz. And I was like, well, you just ruined that for me. So thanks. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like so you have to like think things now. <laughs> yeah. But Ben got to, um, pick his middle name. So of course he did it after himself. And, oh. um, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I usually <laughs> know. Yeah. So I like, uh, I'll give Kyle, like literally a list of 10 names, like for a boy, 10 names for a girl. And he likes like one of them. I'm like, uh, uh <laughs> But, um, okay. And then, um, so have you guys had the discussion? I know that you said that you have a bear, like with messages, um, from the biological mom and, um, mm -hmm. and her son, but have you guys discussed like when you'll actually have that conversation with him? Cause I know he's still really young, but, um, we actually already have like, oh. so, so, you know, I'm adopted. And one of the things that I always appreciated was that, um, I always knew, like, I don't remember there ever being a time where they sat me down and told me I was adopted. And I appreciated that. Um, and I wanted that, I wanted that for him. That was really, really, really important to me. So we actually have, um, we have a picture book. So we made, um, we have a little picture book that's on his shelf with all his other books. And it has pictures of, <clears throat> of our time, like in the hospital and, um, in Albuquerque and there's, um, pictures of, of our family that were visiting him of, um, her aunt and her mom and, um, brother. So he has open access to that. And then we also have pictures on his wall that we go and, um, we talk about too. So we're like, Oh, you came out of her tummy and this is your grandma's, this is your brother. And then his grandma will send me pictures and I'll show them and, um, when she posts on Facebook, then I'll show him also. So it's pretty cool. Um, we, I have a really nice um, relationship with his grandma. Um, and we actually went to, um, we went there last summer so he could meet his brother and his grandma. And it was a wonderful visit. Um, uh, he and, um, totally played together like so nicely and argued like brothers do too. So <laughs> that's really cool to see. Yeah, and I think it was so funny. Yeah, and I think you have a unique perspective um, because you were adopted. So I think yeah. that kind of, you know, you've you've been in it. So that's kind of nice that that way you know how to, you know, handle it with your son. So because I always wonder that I actually have a friend that she wasn't adopted, but she just found out that um, her dad, she's like 20 let's see 26 now and she just found out that like her dad that she thought was her dad wasn't really he just stepped in when she was about one and so I feel like when you're that old and you find that out it's it's probably 
like a huge deal. So I'm always curious. You know, it's, how- it's, you know, one of those things that was really important for me, for him was that he knew where he came from. Um, he didn't have any questions. Like he would have all the answers at his disposal, like everything he wanted to know. I wanted him to know. Um, obviously, you know, there are things that he doesn't need to know right now, but it's not like I'm hiding it from him. It's more like when he's old enough and mature enough, he can find out more things. But, um, I, you know, being with me being adopted, I had a closed adoption and I didn't know anything about my past, about my biological side, um, at all. Like I didn't know what happened to us. Um, I knew there was a little bit of abuse with my biological brother, but I knew our names and that's it. I didn't know anything else. I didn't know my parent, our parents' names. I didn't know, um, where we, like where we were born. Like I didn't know anything. Um, and that was hard, like just having this little piece missing. Um, and I know now, like that's a whole nother story, but I didn't want him growing up, like not knowing, I didn't want him growing up with all those unanswered questions. And, um, that was something that I was dead set on from the beginning. Like he's going to know. So, um, I have such a good relationship with his grandma. Um, we text all the time and she was like, (laughs) going back to, she adopted, um, bio mom and, um, another one. So like, she was familiar with adoption also. And so she was, um, she knew adoption from, from the side that I was, I was, I was going through like the adoption, the adoptive mom. And she like, I swear she's so amazing. She had like this sixth sense of like when I was feeling down or I was, I had questions in my mind. Like it was literally that day she would text me like something so positive and supportive and something that like I needed to hear in that moment. Um, and she like all throughout pregnancy. And then even now to this day, like we still talk and we have a really good relationship and I'm so thankful for that. And I hope that we always have that. So, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. She, she shares things about, um, about brother and sends me pictures of him and I in turn share them with him and we have a little laugh and everything. And hopefully soon we'll be able to go back and visit him again. Um, and talks about him a lot. So, (laughs) (laughs) and, um, do you guys plan to adopt any more children or, I mean, it's not something we're planning to do, but again, like we didn't plan to do it with like literally just fell in our laps. And, um, I mean, if the opportunity arose, um, I don't think we're against it. Um, it's not something like we're thinking we are seeking out at this time. So, it's, this is, I just feel too, like, this has been such a uh, positive experience. Um, there wasn't really any <clears throat> big hills or mountains to climb over. Um, obviously there was some things that were a little bit more difficult, but nothing we couldn't handle. And I just, I'm like, you're, we're gonna, I hear all these horror stories and I'm like, go figure the next one would just be so difficult. And obviously it would probably be worth it in the end, but it's not something again, we're actively seeking. So right now. Yeah. And I think I already know the answer to this, but, um, because since the adoption kind of fell in your guys's lap, but have you ever thought of, um, 
fostering to potentially adopt or like, did that ever cross your mind? I know that we know a family that that's how they're choosing to like find the right fit, but you know, it wasn't, um, it's not a newborn situation, so it's obviously different, but, um, you know, I, um, this is such a hard question to answer. We, we've thought about fostering, but, um, I just don't think that that is for me. Um, I get too attached. I would be heartbroken if I created such a strong bond with the child and then they were pulled out of my arms um, to go back to kind of the same situation that they were pulled from in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, That's just devastating. You know, like being a teacher, you create, you get a bond with just these children that are just with you a few hours a day. And when they like move up to another class or they leave your classroom, like you are just devastated and heartbroken and having even a stronger bond with somebody you're bringing into your home. Like that's just really, uh, it's just kind of heartbreaking to even think about, um, you know, I, knowing that you could have such a positive impact, even if it's just for a short time, but I don't think these foster to adopts are hundred percent, um, they're hundred percent, um, foolproof, I yeah, guess. No. Yeah. And, um, like things could happen at any minute. And I think that would be really hard for me. Um, I'd also, I also know that like, I, if we were to adopt another one, I would want the child to be younger than, um, and I know if you go through a normal adoption process, that's very rare, like to get a newborn and everything. So is, um, you know, as well and took care of herself. And he was such a healthy child and he didn't really have any, um, any effects. So that's very rare in children too. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of children in the foster system, they're like drug babies and alcohol babies. And like, that's, that's just so hard. Yeah. And as much as you want to, um, bring that into your home, like would I want to bring that in my home and then like grow such a bond with this child or not being able to meet its needs. Like, and that's something I worry about too. Like, would I be able to meet this child's needs? Like, you know, like being like my husband, I having to work full time just to, um, afford our bill to keep on top of our bills and everything. Like I want to be able to give this child everything that they need. That probably didn't sound great. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I understand because I, um, I mean, it's crossed my mind before because I, I see these stories of, I actually, um, follow this mom on Instagram that, um, she has fostered quite a few kids. Um, and she has adopted two of them now. Um, but I just am like, you know, and she's so positive about it all. And she, um, she's very open about sharing her stories, but I just think that it takes a special type of person. And I, yeah, I don't know. I'm the same way. I feel like I would be so attached and I think it would just devastate me because I also would create that strong bond and it would just be really hard. So, and I know it, it doesn't sound the best because it's a little bit selfish in a way, but I just, think it's it's not for everyone. So I was just curious. Um, No, like, you know, my mom, that's how she, you know, she adopted five of us and that's how she ended up adopting. Like she did foster, she fought, she was a foster parent first. And then later on decided to adopt all these children. Um, she was an adoption factory. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just kidding. But, um, like she is, you know, like my mom, she is absolutely incredible. She's amazing. And she has that heart where she can do that. But I'm just, I like, 
I love children and I feel I would get just too attached and I think my heart would just break Mm -hmm. and I don't know if I'd be able to get over losing a child in that way so I don't know yeah and so I think I have two more questions for you um if you could say anything to your son's biological parents now what do you think you would say um to his mom I would say that I would just want her to know that I love her like she is you know I know she struggles but she is one of the most amazing people I've ever met and um she has given us like the most beautiful gift that we could have ever received and you know a lot of me wonders like what what did I do so right to deserve such a special gift and I don't think I'll ever know the answer but I am so glad that um that our paths crossed so 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 long ago um and I'm so blessed that she's here on earth like she's she's such a beautiful person and um I just want her to know that we think her and I think about her literally every single day um and I I just want the best for her like I want the best life for her whatever that life is so and um what would you tell any moms out there that are considering adoption for their family I know that your adoption was a little more unique but what do you think you would say to someone I'd say go for it like it's it's a it's a long process that sometimes it could be a difficult process, but I mean, it's a beautiful process. Like being at the end of the day, like everything you go through, um, all the money that you put out, like it's, it doesn't even matter at the end of the day, because you have this like beautiful child in your arms, whether you're adopting an older child or a baby, like there's, there's nothing that replaces that feeling obviously. And, um, I would always go for it. There are so many children that need homes right now. There's so many children in foster care. There's so many children. Um, there's so many moms out there that are, don't know, like don't know what their options are. And I wish that more moms knew that adoption is, I, I feel like a lot of these pregnant moms who don't have anywhere to turn, I wish they knew more about adoption because it is such a beautiful thing. And um, I feel like sometimes there's a negative stigma <clears throat> on adoption too. Um, but I mean, it's, it's a blessing. Like, you know, I'm adopted his bio mom was adopted. Um, and now he's adopted. Like, it's just, it's an amazing, it's an amazing journey. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Moms Beyond the Real. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week.